single shot. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to another week of Crimes and Cocktails. And as always, we are having sound issues. If you've listened to all nine episodes so far, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or am I? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm so frustrated. So for the longest time, we had trouble figuring Katie's situation out. So if you guys don't know, we're not in the same room recording this. Um, the first episode, the first tell. series. Yeah, you probably tell. Uh, we were recording in the same room. And we're like, okay, cool. We figured it out. Now Katie can record in Sacramento. And I can record in the Central Coast. And we'll be fine. Wrong. <laughs> we did stumble on Clean Feed. And that's cleaned it up a bit. But we were having issues with Katie's mic. Got it fixed. Now my mic just won't work. I've plugged in three mics tonight and nothing is working. So I give up. <laughs> so frustrated. Every time we solve a problem, a new one happens. So yeah. um, we will get hopefully there. Hopefully we'll run out. We'll get problems. there. I've been listening to other <laughs> podcasts and their podcast sounds super shitty all the way up to like their 50th episode. So if we can get this in the first 20 episodes, I will be really proud. <laughs> yeah, We're hoping. So. so we are working still in our Dahmer series, um, but because of some issues going on, and we really just want to make that sound the best for you, because you don't want to miss out on any of the details, <laughs> we're going to actually release our Dahmer, our part two, next week. So we're going to do a little bit of a mini-sode, not like a full episode tonight. And we're going to talk about like a new docu-series that's on HBO Max called Murder on Middle Beach. I actually stumbled on it a couple weeks ago. I think it was like two weeks ago. And I was like, this is interesting. And I'm always looking for new murder shows, whether it's like detective shows or documentaries. I love me some SVU, Criminal Minds, <laughs> all that stuff. But I was like, oh, this is a documentary. Let me check it out. And it's pretty interesting because... It's all filmed and recorded by the son of the person that got murdered. So we're not going to be able to do a deep dive into this case. It's still ongoing and I don't want to spoil it for you or for myself. So I'm actually avoided looking any of this up on the internet. I just want to kind of see how the docuseries plays itself out. I think there's a few more episodes, maybe one or two. There's one more episode. There's left. one more episode. Okay, so they're they just released episode three this week, which I'm so used to Netflix where all the episodes are readily there for me. I was kind of frustrated. HBO's like, nope, we're gonna release it once a week, and I'm like, screw you. <laughs> yeah, I realized how spoiled I was when that, I saw that. <laughs> Probably because there's people like me that make up like a free trial account, binge watch everything, then cancel my account. Yeah, like thirty different accounts. <laughs> I'm bumming so many accounts right now. Like, I don't think I'm... The only thing I'm paying I'm paying for right now is Disney+. Plus. Like, I'm using my roommate's Netflix. Yeah. I'm using my parents' Hulu. <laughs> There's too many. There's, like, one for every TV channel now. Like, CBS has their own. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I just... I can't pay for all that. Yeah. So, um, we don't really have a... Cable. I know. Cable. Ooh. Cable. The old days. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really have a cocktail for this, but I had a rough weekend, so I'm drinking some Baileys in my Starbucks right now. Cheers. <laughs> I have Starbucks, too. I had Taylor get me. I'm okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I'm drinking something I just kind of made up. It's like a pumpkin. 
spice with coconut milk and chai and espresso and a couple shots. <laughs> that sounds really good. It's pretty good. See, you're tired. You need coffee. I can hear it over I know, there. I'm sorry. You're just gone. <laughs> Gosh. It's been a long day. We are boring. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into this case a little bit. All right. So this documentary is called Murder on Middle Beach. It's a series that's created by Madison Hamburg. And like Tabitha said, that's Hottie. the son. Yeah, he is really good looking. Uh, that's Pause. the son of... Real quick. At first, I felt really guilty about thinking he was attractive because it starts out when he's like really young. But yeah, then... Well, he was 18, so... Well, he was legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then it like flashed forward to now because he started the documentary so long ago and he's like our age and i was like oh it's okay now <laughs> yes um and so he's the son of barbara beach may um, have stalked him on instagram no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um next week's episode is tabitha's <laughs> hey maddie where you at <laughs> just kidding um, just kidding just kidding his girlfriend made an appearance in an episode, so sorry about that. Oh, he's the son of Barbara Beach Hamburg, who's our murder victim. Um, this so it makes this series really personal um, because it's not just you know a journalist going and exploring a murder; it's the son of a murder victim, and he's interviewing different family members about Barbara's murder. Um, like what they remember, how it's affected their lives now, what their relationship with um, his mother was when they were still alive. Um, and this part made me awkward every time it happened, but he just point blank asks if they murdered his mother. So yeah. like ask him questions, he's all, so did you murder my mom? And they're just like, uh, no. He asked his sister like, that and I was, and she's just like, um, no. <laughs> 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 just like, and he's like, I know, I know, but I have to ask. And I was just like, oh my gosh. You didn't. But... Like, would they really say yes? Yes, it was me. Yeah, it... That's what I was thinking. Tell I'm Cersei, just... it was me. <laughs> it was me. Uh, anyway, so uh, Barbara, by the time she was murdered, was already divorced from um, Jeffrey Hamburg, who's Madison's and um, his younger sister Allie's father. And they were living in Madison, Connecticut. So all of this... So weird. So his name's Madison. They were living in Madison, Connecticut. And then the documentary is called Murder at Middle Beach. And then her name was Barbara Beach. And, like, I'm so glad that I'm actually not drinking anything tonight besides coffee. Because I'd be so confused because I'm sober right now and I already am confused. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Barbara's living at that their house in Connecticut with, their da- with her daughter, Allie. Madison's away at college in Georgia, um, and she was murdered at their home on March 3rd, 2010. Uh, she died from blunt force trauma and sharp first force injury. The coroner believed that the murder weapon was a hammer. Um, and she was actually murdered on the same day she had a court appearance with her ex-husband because dun, he couldn't dun, dun. pay. I know. <laughs> when this happened, I was like, <gasps> but <laughs> anyway, I won't go on. There's more. Um, so he wasn't paying child support. He wasn't paying alimony. He was saying he didn't have the money for it. He couldn't afford it. Which, um, before this divorce, he was like a millionaire. Yeah, he was a ball, like a billionaire. He had so much money. And like... At this time, he's accused of stealing money from, like, the kids' trust funds that they got from, like, uh, a family member. And also, it's supposed to be money laundering with his company. And, like, the cops ask at one point, like, do you think your father has offshore, like, bank accounts? Is that how he was avoiding this? And 
Madison's like, I don't know, but um Yeah, he's not very was, close to his father. No, not at all. Um, so of course the police at first and um maybe even now are looking at Jeffrey Hamburg, you know, Madison's father to be the person who killed Barbara because like what are the chances that she died on the same day she was supposed to be in court for something that may have put him in prison Uh, and then during all of this right leading up to her murder she's involved in a pyramid scheme and I'm sure you guys remember (laughs) if you listen to our Chris Watts let me go on my rant again I'm just kidding how we feel about pyramid schemes but this one's like so in your face by the way I just want to say if if you're in a pyramid scheme and you're my friend and you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't personally okay. dislike you. I'm just, I really went on a rant on that Chris Watts case and good luck to you. <laughs> I hate pyramid schemes because they take advantage of people. Yeah, I that's don't hate more what it is. Work in pyramid schemes. It makes, a lot of times they don't notice it or they don't, they don't feel like realize they are it, and yeah. then they realize it later and it's I too just, late. I don't, I'm not against anyone making money from home or using Instagram or whatever. Like, I, I do that. But yeah, I just don't like it. Like you said, it takes advantage of people. And then if it kind of makes them take advantage of people. And that's what I don't mm-hmm. like. So That's because just they're scrambling <laughs> to make back their money because they've yeah. invested already. You know, like their savings. And so, especially when there's a product involved, it's kind of hard to realize that you're in a pyramid scheme, but this one is like straight up. Yeah, I've never, I don't know never seen anything you like this before. So it was called the gifting table. And from what I understand, like you would come in with $5,000 and you'd be at what they called the appetizer level. So you and would then, get invited by a lady. It was just women, yeah, first of all. And women. it was like a kind of like a small group like oh it's a group of ladies we get together on tuesday nights we like have coffee wine cookies you know whatever they made it sound really casual but to be a part of this you need to pay five thousand dollars to show up for your first one yeah that's that's so much money it's like a fucking <laughs> sorority but like they were like telling these women to like oh well if you don't have the money like take out another mortgage on your home don't tell your husband like pull it out from your bank account like shady shit and so to make your money back and more you're supposed to bring more people into the group and then the money keeps growing and growing and you can make up to like forty thousand dollars the more people you invite the more it can go up but like for me i don't have friends that just have five thousand (laughs) dollars laying around so if i joined this i would be making nothing I also don't have five thousand dollars. So <laughs> there's that problem too. In case but, you can't tell, but our sound quality. <laughs> uh, we were just asking you guys a couple of weeks ago for pads for Tabitha's like headphones. <laughs> so we don't have five thousand dollars. We would not be a part of the gifting table. I don't even have five thousand pennies. No, just kidding. After next week, I might not. Yeah, and so this would just continue down and. It, people were making a shit ton of money doing this, though. Like, yeah, they were talking about... So Barbara was doing this with her sister Conway and their Aunt Jill. They were saying, like, oh, like my mom just had hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, like, hidden in the house and from this, which is insane. But then, of course, there's people that were losing tons of money. Because and... they would also avoid taxes because it was mm-hmm. a gift. Yeah. And it was cash, it was under the table, and they would use different words to disguise it. Yeah, like appetizer level, entree level. women claim that they didn't know what they were doing was illegal, which I think is bullshit. 
I think yeah. the people who got invited to it didn't realize what they were doing was illegal. Mm-hmm. And then it just spread like wildfire. Like at one point in the documentary, they show a map of how far it spread from like their little city to the county to other counties to yeah. other cities to other cities. It's just like obviously that thing's going to blow up. Like half Connecticut was involved or the governor got involved in like this lawsuit that ended up happening. Yeah, and the lawsuit really, or well, they they finally got caught, and it was a lot because of actually because of Barbara. Um, she was in Alcoholics Anonymous at this point, and she was inviting people from AA to go to this thing, which is so unethical. Traded one like, uh, disease and turned yeah, into basically gambling with that addictive like you know, that addictive sickness are going to be like, okay, well, I'll stop drinking, but I'm still going to get this high on (laughs) getting this $5,000 in here. Um, So Barbara was murdered before the case for this gifting table was like um, prosecuted, but Conway and then the Aunt Jill, um, both were tried. And I think it was Jill who got like six years in prison for this. Um. Or was, was it, Conway? it six years? No, it wasn't Conway. It was definitely Jill. I think it was six um, years. It was pretty wow. intense. Like, cause she okay. had like, he was interviewing her and she was like just out of prison for this. Okay. Maybe and, you're right. Yeah. And so one of the theories is that somebody who had lost all their money was pissed off and, you know, killed Barbara in a fit of rage because they had lost all their money on this gifting table. So, um, those are kind of, you know, what the cops are thinking, what Madison's thinking, what the family is saying, how maybe Barbara died. Um, only three episodes are out right now. We'll find out more information when the fourth one comes out next week. But this is a family that's super wealthy, obviously has shady stuff going on with money <laughs> and, yeah. like, criminal behavior. And, obviously, as we've said before, just because she's doing something that's shady doesn't mean she uh, deserves to be murdered or anything like that, Barbara. But um, she was she was being pretty sketchy. And the family are all have addictive personalities. Um, Conway was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Barbara was an alcoholic. Their dad um, was an alcoholic. Their I dad think Madison was. was on substances. Madison was too. on drugs, um, and he I think didn't become clean until after his mother died. And, um, they, uh, obviously it was a family with a lot of problems, which I thought was interesting. I mean, all families have problems, but I thought this was interesting that the documentary highlighted a lot of the different families and the family's past and just kind of showed that they all had, you know, their issues. Cause a lot of times you just hear about the murder victim, not a whole bunch about their family. Or they would but keep there's... it very private because they are, they do come from like wealth. Yeah, a lot of the stuff kind of remained secret, mm-hmm. but Madison, who produced and directed this documentary, he's the son. He just exposes everything about himself. To be honest, like yeah, he even shows old family footage and gets really personal as he's interviewing his aunts, his cousins, mm-hmm. his sister, his he dad. Even yeah, he. Um, does like a sting operation with his dad where his friends are like up in like a hotel room or something with a camera directed at this restaurant and he like asks his dad to come meet him for a drink and then he just corners him like so did you do it did you murder mom (laughs) yeah it showed him getting filmed and like getting um, a microphone taped on him because his dad was all i'm not talking about that and so he was secretly recorded him 
Um, he secretly recorded himself talking to the cops at one point, too. Yeah, a few times, um, I think. Yeah, so that he can get information, and uh, it's pretty cool. There's <laughs> and, a lot of finger-pointing in this, too. Like, every yes. family member has their opinion of who they think did it. And typically, it's somebody else in the family who they think did it. Like, um, Conway, Barbara's older sister, um, talks about how she thinks it's Allie, the daughter, you know, Madison's sister, that was the one who killed her. And she's talking about how Allie has borderline personality disorder, and which we've talked about in past cases, uh, a few of the, like... um, Danny Rowling had borderline personality disorder. Yeah, there was a and, lot of problems at home. Yeah. Um, Allie fought with her mom a lot. <laughs> and then Conway, the, the aunt, the sister, moves mm-hmm. in for a while after she's trying to get sober. And Allie and, she had and Conway. Brain surgery. Are, yeah, brain surgery. Mm-hmm. So she had cancer or something, right? She had a ca- breast cancer and a brain surgery. Okay, yeah. So she's at home in Allie and the mom, Barbara's home. And. They're butting heads a lot, not getting along. So I think Conway and Allie are just butting heads. And Allie mm-hmm. was a teenager acting out as she was probably a normal teenager happened. would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially in a family like this where her mom is a recovering alcoholic, not totally aware. Her mom is probably really into this whole pyramid and putting a lot of her attention into this her older brother i think's already gone mm-hmm. either to college or to i think he went to rehab before he went to college yeah and their dad's just like gone like he's just not a part of their lives so she doesn't she doesn't have really a functioning family to look at so it makes sense that Allie'd act out this way yeah. i personally don't think Allie did it i don't think she did either um I really, I really don't think it was her. And they reenacted in this third episode, like what happened? The, how how much his like his mom weighed, and they pulled out things and were pulling it in the back because her body was moved from the front yard to the backyard and covered with cushions, um, which is typically a sign when you cover it up that you're ashamed of you know the act. Right. It was violent. Um, like I said, they thought that she was killed like bludgeoned with a hammer, yeah, like, beat so to death. They say there's um, like a struggle in the front. Yeah, I don't think a 16-year-old would be strong enough to do all that stuff and then go to school right afterward, which is what she did. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was her. I thought, honestly, that Conway was really suspicious. Um, I don't necessarily know if it was her, but I just... I mean, I also, it's probably my bias that I just did not like her (laughs) because... um, not because she was a recovering addict or anything like that. I'm not saying, like, oh, if you're in recovery, you're an awful person. But um, she seemed to have a lot of the signs that... So pretty much everybody in my family is a recovering addict. And they, like, don't like to take blame for things that they've done. And they like to push it off onto other people. Nothing's ever their fault. And I just saw a lot of that in Conway. Right. And then she said she made a weird comment about how she keeps a hammer under her seat in her car now after her sister got mar- her sister got murdered, which I could see not feeling safe, but like why would you keep the weapon that they say your sister got murdered with in your car? I just and thought a that hammer. was weird. Like a gun <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, or like a knife, like a hammer. <laughs> and so I feel um, like 
And then yeah. she also, when she, she even admitted when she was like super into drugs that she had tried to hire a hitman to kill Barbara, Jeffrey, and the kids so that she could ta- rob them. And I was just like, what? Like, you admitted that you had planned to kill your sister, her husband, and her kids at one point in time. And she was just like, oh, it was just because I was, you know, into drugs. And people who are on drugs do crazy things. And, like, yes, that's true. But, like, you can't talk about how you've always been your sister's protector and you love her. And then be like, but I almost killed her and her entire family once. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, um... (laughs) I don't think so. There's one theory that the husband did it right. That's like yeah. because he, this is how I think his case got dropped for the alimony and child support and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if, and of course, you know, documentaries direct you in the way they want you to go. Yeah. So after the first episode, you're like, oh my gosh, it's totally the dad. But then the next episode, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, maybe it's this person instead. And then the third episode, yeah. it's like that too. But. The one thing is, it couldn't have actually have been the husband because he was at the courtroom during the time she would have been murdered. So mm-hmm. the theory is that he hired someone to kill her. Yeah. But I don't think that's very plausible because a hitman is not just going to leave a scene like that, in my opinion. I don't think so either. I don't think a hitman would attack somebody with a hammer. I think um, it would be very, uh, I think it would be a gun. Just clean in and out. Yeah. And the weird thing, it's it, it looks like there was a struggle at the front of the door. Her keys and her purse are on the ground mm-hmm. outside. And a broken coffee cup. So either she had, like, was getting home or she was leaving and someone attacked her. And then where her body is, like we said, it's dragged across the side of the house and they just put, like, cushions from their outdoor patio furniture over her, mm-hmm. which we said, you know, cushions, cover, anytime you cover someone's face like that, it's because you're ashamed of what you did. Yeah. Um, so I think it has to be someone, something personal, not necessarily someone who knew her personally, but someone that was upset over a personal thing, which is why the money thing, I think, is a big people kill over money all the time yeah especially since there was a lawsuit coming out um right before yeah. she i think died. that there was enough information right before she died i just don't think they had officially been charged yet no um they hadn't they were going to and i think they um and then once they did start talking to people they talked to a witness and um they I don't know what, remember what they said exactly about Conway, but they're like, we think she killed her sister, so she's guilty of knowing this was a pyramid scheme too. And I think that they moved to like strike that from the record because it didn't have to do with the pyramid scheme. Yeah, um, I think I do remember things because they that. said that Conway was like showing up at their house and yelling at them and stuff like that, and it was just. I I, I think it's very <laughs> possible it could have been Conway, um, because it's kind of a messy scene. You know, yeah. and there's that shame of like, crap, I did this, you know, and it could have been arguing over something maybe with the daughter or money or something mm-hmm. like that. She had just been kicked out of the house um, by the time the murder happened, too. Like, yeah. Barbara had let her leave. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of reasons it could be a hitman. There's a lot of reasons it could be somebody else in the pyramid scheme or Conway. Um, I don't think it was Allie. But, I don't think uh, it was Allie. I don't believe it's a hitman. I, my personal belief, it's either 
a, a woman who was affected by mm-hmm. the pyramid scheme and they might have been financially struggling or, you know, maybe a husband yeah. of a woman in that who was angry and mm-hmm. knew because it wasn't um, it wasn't private information that Conway and Barbara were pretty much the heads of this scheme. No. That was, that was people knew that they were involved in this. So I think it could have been that. And I also think it could have been Conway. The only thing with Conway, though, is I feel like there would have been evidence left behind showing yeah. that she did it if it yeah. was her, because she doesn't strike me as someone who would be able to compose herself after doing this and mm-hmm. clean up and get rid of things. And I just don't, the police did look at her. Although I do think the police are morons in this. Like, they just don't seem to be trying very hard. No, they don't. Like, they said that it was an open case, but they didn't really seem to be doing much. And, um, or just giving the family, like, any information about where the case was at. And that might just be what we're seeing. Right. And there might be more in episode four, I don't know. Um, But I feel like they were kind of, their idea was just... Oh, it was probably the husband, but he won't talk to us. We can't get more information. So technically it's open, but we're not really trying is what it I kind of got the so, vibe. It seems like a case that should have been easily solved. Yeah. But it's not. And I mean, those cases happen all the time. There are so many mm-hmm. unsolved murders. But a lot of the time that's because the police don't care because it's someone in the projects that got murdered or it's yeah. someone of color that got murdered or something like that. But this is like a prominent family in that area. It's a small community. They have the money. They have the means. Uh, their case also was pretty public for the entire state because of the pyramid scheme that they got mm-hmm. you know, sued for and stuff. And had to serve time for. So it just doesn't make sense to me why, unless it's in someone's best interest, this is me going into some conspiracy theory, to not have it solved. (laughs) I had that thought too, because they are a prominent wealthy family. Like maybe Um, there are some people involved. Maybe, you know, I don't even know who, if they put out a list of all the people that are involved in that scheme or what. You know, maybe there was someone involved in that that this could be i don't know something it's it's interesting i'm definitely curious to see what the episode next episode will look like i have to say that i am completely amazed at the job this kid did Mm -hmm. uh he started this documentary like we said he was like 20 years old or something like that he started as a school project yeah in college like he was like 20 or 21 when he started it and now he's like 30 and it's just so well done uh good for him I mean, and also, anytime something like this comes out, it brings a lot of attention to a case, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully it's the attention they need to get, exactly. like, you know, fire lit under their asses and back it's on like investigating. for most cases, especially cold cases, someone saw something, heard something, someone confessed something, someone finds mm-hmm. something. The truth always does come out eventually. It's just people have to get the courage to let the truth out. Yeah. So hopefully this... And their home was, um, I forgot to mention, their home is on a golf course. So it was like a very public location. Um, you can see into the front yard from the golf course. So 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In case you didn't know how wealthy they were. <laughs> yeah, right? No, they are loaded. So Yeah, and I mean, even this um this kid, you know, he's that this is one of the weirdest things to me. Is in the documentary, the kid, like, literally eight years later, gets into his mom's Facebook, and there's, like, unread messages from the day of her murder, and I'm like, you think the police would have gotten into that? Yeah, and looked at it already. I mean... Um, but they what, didn't. What the fuck? Like, if I get murdered, I hope you all, like, dig through my emails, my text messages, my phone records, like, everything. I'm dead. I don't care what you see. <laughs> no, I want retribution. <laughs> yeah. I want some vengeance. But <laughs> I just, I was kind of shocked at that. I'm like, okay, maybe they're just like some really, I don't know the case of the police. They're super small or what. Or, mm-hmm. But there was, um, in the beginning of the documentary, they do talk a lot about how there was a lot of shady stuff going on in the police department. Yeah. I think, weren't the police involved in some drug stuff going on? I mean, yeah, what, I think they were. What police department isn't involved in that, but. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, this is like, a wealthy Connecticut area. <laughs> There's going to be some shady stuff going say on. no East LA. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they, um, damn, yeah, I think they were talking about that in episode one about how they were involved in some drug scandal at, around the time that this was going on. I know. So, Part of me was like going really into conspiracy theories for a while. I was like, what if a police officer's family member did it or a police officer did it? Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that – I don't think a police officer really did it. I really don't think that because I, I just don't think the scene would have looked that way. But it is so bizarre that they have not found a shred of evidence, especially with a struggle. Someone yeah. is going to have a scratch on their arm or – Well, they mentioned – so they mentioned in uh, ooh, episode one or two that she had underneath her fingernails DNA from – that matched a male – somebody from the male Hamburg line, which would be Madison or Jeffrey. Or Madison. <laughs> right? And he just makes a documentary in episode four. He's all, I did it. No. It was me. <laughs> um, but then they didn't really talk about that again or like kind of sound worried about that. And so I know that, you know, police can lie to you when they're questioning you. So maybe they just said that to get information out of him or... You know, I don't know. Yeah. So the dad is so shady. If he was, I mean, he was just shady in general. Like, I mean, I don't know if he did this murder or not, but he's been up to some. I mean, he's been he's up, up to, to a lot of shit. weird stuff. He's also seems like he, you know, he made a lot of money really quick and yeah, easily, and had the good life, and then did something and lost it all, and so he started having really erratic behavior and taking mm-hmm. money from places, and it's kind of like. I mean, like, Barbara, she got rich really quick from this scheme, mm-hmm. so... I think it, it's hard for people who are that wealthy to not have that lifestyle anymore. Yeah. And, you know, we're broke, so, like, I find 20 bucks on the ground, I'm all, we eating good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can't... I can understand it, and I can't, because I've never had money, but... I think... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I mean, every, when I shop at Whole Foods, it's a good month. <laughs> every per- oh my gosh, every person that um, has money like that too from schemes like that or anything, there's skeletons yeah. in the closet. Oh, definitely. So 
I'm sure there was, and that's the thing is the the dad's always like, oh, your mom had secrets, your mom had secrets, and he just he just defers every question. Uh-huh. He doesn't. That's the other thing, and this is just obviously what we see in the documentary, not what we actually know. Mm-hmm. But the dad never says no, I didn't do it. He just always says, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not. Yeah, gonna there talk was about your mom. um there was one point when um because I said you know Madison just straight up asked him. Like, did you have anything to do with mom's murder? Uh, was his words. And his dad said, I did not kill your mother. And it was just kind of a weird way to say it. So Yeah, I remember that. It was like a weird... He didn't say like, I didn't have anything to do with it. It was like, I did not do it. Yeah. And I think that's where the hitman, like, kind of theory or comes a friend or a or friend s- something like that or maybe somebody not, knows maybe not a professional he's working with aunt hitman. jill no i'm just kidding <laughs> if he did hire a hitman it was definitely like your low-grade hitman and not your jason Bourne hitman. Yeah. he paid some hobo off the streets and i mean you. maybe a sandwich and anything out of the medicine cabinet maybe that's why i have a hard time believing it's a hitman because i have in my mind this like jason Bourne. yeah you know, the silencer pew, pew, yeah. from like Deadpool. two miles away. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like just some, I don't know. Rich. I'll hit you with the hammer. <laughs> rich Connecticut guy. Like, God, and then I'll hit you. It's like hammer. Andre the Giant from uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> oh my, my way is not very sportsmanlike. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I highly suggest that all of you guys watch it. Yeah, watch it. it. Um, I can't wait for episode four. I'll probably want more, and um, they always want more. Yeah, yes. especially if they don't have, which I don't think they have. It resolved. Uh, it resolved. So who knows when we'll find out? Yeah, we'll ever find out who killed her. I'm waiting until after the series finishes before I take to the Google. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just. I don't know. Like I said, I normally binge watch things. So if I do see a documentary and I'm like, ooh, and I watch the whole thing and then end, I'm like, okay. Then I start diving all over the internet, going mm-hmm. into weird Reddits and stuff like that. But I'm like, nope, I don't want to read any Reddit on it. I just want to let the uh, let it play out on its own. So we'll see. But yeah, so it's called Murder on Middle Beach. Right, Murder on it, Middle Beach. Murder yeah. on Middle Beach. I thought it was going to be some like weird British uh, murder, actually, just from the way it sounded. Which I'm yeah, not when opposed you, to this. I'm definitely into that stuff. But. I hadn't heard of it until you texted me and told me to watch it. And it said Murder on Middle Beach. And I was like, what is this? And then yeah. when you described it, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, I do like this. Yeah, I was but... thinking it was going to be like some BBC production or something like that. Yeah. This week on murder in Middle Beach. Yeah, it's all countryside. Shot. Was it like Father Brown? Did you ever watch that show? Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's like Miss a priest Marple. solving murders <laughs> on his bicycle in some little town in like Great Britain. No, I'm on. Also, it's like Marple how many grind. murders happen in this tiny little town? But seriously seriously <laughs> all right so that's what we got for you um this week this mini soda is going to be available for everybody because we're putting a pause on Dahmer so um this is the type of mini soda you'll see um that our, only our patrons usually will have access to but um lucky you happy Cyber Monday it's Tuesday actually <laughs> but whatever you get, get your to... hair this on Thursday so <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make Thursday. any sense 
Um, so don't worry too much about time, <laughs> but that's uh, what you'll be hearing. If this is your um, first time your listening to us, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Crimes and Cocktails. And if you do want to check out the Patreon, I'll put a link in here, but it's at mm-hmm. Crimes and Cocktails. And yeah. next week, we're going to get back on the Dahmer party. Get back on the train. Yeah, so, we're going to be back to doing that Dahmer. Yeah, 17 um, murders, guys. <laughs> 17 it's murders. kind of a lot. Kind so, of a lot. Yeah, it'll be part two. I am pretty you know positive I mean? we will have a part three. Uh, uh, there'll definitely be a part three, yeah. maybe a part four. Yeah. Definitely a part three, though. Um, yes. When I first started like getting into like researching serial killers and stuff like that, I always imagined serial killers having like 20 and beyond victims because I watch shows like Dexter or Criminal Minds where it's like he's yeah. killed 53 people in the last six weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. And then now that I do it, I'm like, that's actually really rare. Like a serial killer is normally less than 10 victims. Yeah. So 17 victims 17. is a lot. It's a 17. lot. So. Uh, it's yeah. it's insane. So, um, yeah, hold tight, and we'll be getting into that next week. So thanks for listening. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this uh, single shot episode, yeah. mini-sode. And like you said, be sure to check out the documentary Murder on Middle Beach. It's on HBO uh, Max. Right, HBO Max. Max. I was like, there's so many. There's like HBO Now, HBO Go. I think they're all gone, though. It's just HBO Max now. Um, and then the regular HBO. The regular HBO. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, guys. Single shot.